Hi, Jasmine. How's it going? Good. How are you? We are kicking. That's all I got. <laughs> Alive and kicking. Alive and kicking. <laughs> I got nothing. How do we transition <laughs> from our conversation to now? Um, that's it. What's your story? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you're in for a treat. I did my own thing again. Okay, I'm fine with that. I like it. It's imaginative. Listening to no rules. (laughs) (laughs) We have no rules. There are no rules. I guess we could talk about what you've been up to because we haven't spoken about that. Oh, yeah. Charlotte is now well. She's no longer COVID-y. I'm free from my isolation and I will be going nowhere (laughs) because that I have to be logged in. So that the NHS can track and trace me. They can fuck off with that. Oh, they trace you? That's how they keep you in isolation. You're on house arrest. Yeah, so you get fined if they catch you out of isolation. They phoned me four times in a week to check that I was still isolating. And to make sure I didn't have any symptoms and how I was feeling and all that sort of stuff. That's crazy. I didn't realise that was a thing. Yeah, so... um, and then they like phone, and then they phoned Owen as well because he lives with me. So they phoned mm-hmm. him on his mobile, and then I got a text from my doctors saying the NHS have informed us that you've got COVID. Please let us know if you don't feel well or blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then I got another text from the NHS. I got like I got so many texts and calls and stuff, <laughs> asking me if I was able to get food, which is good, um, yeah. and the things I needed and stuff like that. But the thing is, on the nineteenth of July, so today we're on the fourteenth. Uh, the government in the UK is lifting almost all COVID restrictions. Oh, really? Yes. I mean, they packed Wembley for the football on Sunday. Yeah, I saw that. fuck knows what they're doing. They have um, said that that was like a a pilot, a test to see how it goes. Like, fuck off, it's football. Liars. Um, But anyway, so almost all COVID restrictions are being lifted in five days. But until you are double vaccinated, you still have to isolate for 10 days if you come into contact with someone that's got COVID. Okay. So until I am double vaccinated, which will be the 31st of August, Mm -hmm. I will not be going anywhere that I have to log into so that they can keep track of me because I'm not isolating again. I'm sorry. I cannot do it. No, that's hard. I've just had it. Dog didn't get a walk for 10 days. It was just, I was losing my, the last 24 hours of that isolated, because we've done it twice now as well. We've isolated twice now. I cannot do it again. And when there are so many people out there now who won't know they've got it, like I wouldn't have known I had it, walking around spreading it everywhere. But if you come into contact with someone, you still have to isolate. I just, it blows my mind. It just feels like a big contradiction. So I've cancelled my hair appointment. I've cancelled my eye test that I had for this week. I'm not going into the office. I've spoken to my manager and she's okay with me staying home. Um, but that's because I'm trying to move house. Yep. <laughs> so I can't be told to isolate for 10 days whilst I'm possibly two or three week- weeks away from moving house because the solicitors have written it into our contract that if we're isolating, we cannot use that as a reason to delay completion. We still have to move. Oh, damn. So we've got the government telling us, you need to isolate and it's the law. And then the solicitors have written it into a binding contract that we can't isolate if it's during our completion date. So 
I'm not risking it, so I'm not going into the office either because obviously that's traceable. I don't have to log in, but they'll know they'll know I've been there. So, Ugh. oofed, oofed. That's crazy. Like I at one like on one side, I'm like I do appreciate the fact that they're like tracing you. Do you know what I mean? Like I yeah, appreciate the safety protocols that yeah. they're doing. Whereas like here. You could test positive for COVID and nothing's holding you back from going to the grocery store other than your morals. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think at this point we've we've learned that people are not good people. <laughs> like, yeah. Since coming out of isolation. So the, our first day of freedom, Owen freedom. and I and Wilson went down to Ulster. There's a lovely nature reserve there and there's a river there and it's really good for Wilson because he's quite scared of water and he won't mm-hmm. like, he wouldn't jump off a ledge even if it was a short one to go into water. He he likes a gradual like shallow walk Aww. into the water um, and he's Dainty quite like, boy. <laughs> we try so hard to like get him used to it like to the point where like Owen, when we went to Cornwall last year, Owen went in the sea with him to show him like it's fine, like it's fine even when you're going a bit deeper in the water. Yeah. Um, we've tried everything and he's still quite like wary of it. So anyway, and at this nature reserve, it's a really good part of the river to go to because it's like very like pebbly so mm-hmm. it's very shallow like pebbles and you can just walk right out onto the pebbles and it gives wilson that like kind of soft <laughs> <laughs> entrance into the river and he can like play around in there well, aren't, uh what is he the nova scotia it's such a long name what is he he's he's a he's a water dog is what you're getting that's what i'm at. trying to say yeah he's a water yes. dog isn't he? <laughs> yes he is <laughs> i was like I, and he I does not like the water <laughs> He's a Nova Scotia duck tolling retriever. There we so. go. I always get the Nova Scotia duck something. And then I'm like, <laughs> he's, he's, he's pretty. He's a pretty he's water pretty. duck. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he does not like the water that much. He, he does. Oh, like baby. he'll, he does like the water. Like he'll sniff it out and he'll keep trying to find a way to get in. But then yeah. when he actually gets to it, he's like, oh, no, I'm not sure. <laughs> so we'll, we'll a- get there with him. Yeah, but we had we had a very nice walk. We were out for about three hours, had a picnic. Wilson met a few other dogs and he had a play. Um, it was really funny. Two dogs in a row came over to him and was like playing with him and stuff. And they both rolled over onto their backs and like submitted <gasps> oh, to him. And he was like, he didn't, he didn't know what to do. He was just like, what are they doing? <laughs> he like looked at us like, what? <laughs> Mom. It was so cute. I've never seen a dog do that before. So it was just really funny that two in a row did it to him. Maybe because he has his balls still. Could be. One of them was only six months old. So it's a lot smaller than him. Okay. Probably, it'd probably be bigger than him when it's grown. But mm-hmm. And then the other dog seemed a bit older and was a lot chunkier and bigger than him. But they both did Retweet. it. So. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you got out finally. It looked beautiful. Yeah, it was lovely. Honestly, the, I don't know just the river down there just looks so nice and mm-hmm. i especially love the type of trees that they have on like the sort of like what do you call it like the banks along the side yeah. of the river because when it's sunny and the sun shines in through the leaves onto so the water pretty. and it just looks beautiful it's lovely that's one thing that i was always like i was always like slightly weirded out about was like your guys's forests like they're just so different like 
here they're so dense you know what i mean like you go through and you can't fucking yeah. see shit like it's just like they're sparse i wonder dude. if that's because a lot of your because america is such a big place a lot mm-hmm. of the forests are naturally how they like they're just how they've grown whereas a lot of our forests have been there's there's like we're in a such smaller country mm-hmm. so there's a lot less of it therefore oh, sure. a lot of it has been messed with and cut down and i guess i don't know maybe that that's more what it is well too but... like it's like here it's like grown into each, itself you know what i mean like there's yeah forests that haven't been touched so yeah whereas here i don't think probably for the most part that's really a thing yeah. i think a lot of it is is like owned by it's like a, i know that national parks are like owned but yeah it's more here like a lot of it can be owned by like national trust or other charities and it's very managed like every meter of it (laughs) yes not a lot of it's left for just nature to do its thing but it's so pretty so pretty it's a whole different vibe i would love to go to a national park in america but the thought terrifies me i'm so scared of them yeah yeah (laughs) fine during the day just don't be a fucking weirdo and go off a path Yeah, I have you read? Um, well, we have talked about Stephen King before, and I sort of yes. know your feelings, so I don't know if you would have read this. But the the girl who loved Tom Gordon, I think no, it's no, I have not. Um, that I absolutely loved that book, mm-hmm. and I think Stephen King managed to write a book centered around a little girl where he didn't mention her tits. What? So round of applause for Stephen King there. Wow. <laughs> Oh, um <laughs> and it's it's such a good book i absolutely loved it loved every page of it what is it and called? um the girl who loved tom gordon let me look in my my library app really quick. <laughs> very good book it's not very long either so it's, it's just a nice nice length i'm on the wait list um but what i was going to say was in that story and i think it's a very realistic portrayal of how easily you can get lost mm-hmm. she's on a trail with her family and she decides she needs to pee and she tries to like i think she tries to shout up to them i think it's her mom and her brother she's with Mm -hmm. and i think she tries to like shout up to them they're ahead of her that she's just gonna have a wee and i think they just ignore her or something so she's like oh fuck it and she just like steps out and she's trying to find a spot where she's not going to be seen from the path and she has a wee and then she instead of because she's taken a few minutes instead of just going back the way she came she decides to go round and try and catch up with them further up the trail what a dumbass and then that's it she's gone she's lost i hate that that's it that simple moment and that just terrifies me because i'm sure that's as easy as that i mean there's some common sense you know what i mean like i don't know i mean she's like 12 yeah i guess see that's another thing though like if you're on a trail with a child like come on you do not take take your your eyes eyes off them put them on little um reins even if they're 12 (laughs) i just yeah i don't know man like even me like if i'm hiking which is not very often um because i'm an indoor cat um (laughs) (laughs) uh, like if i'm gonna pee i'm like five steps off the path if somebody sees my pasty white ass so be it (laughs) you're welcome that's the thing like in this country there aren't many places where that could even happen to you because you would walk for 20 miles and you come out the other side of it 
Yeah. Or you'd come across a house or a road or something. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are places you can get lost. Like I know Rendlesham Forest over in on the East Coast. Um, Rendlesham Forest is, is quite big. It's, it's huge actually for, for like an area in the UK anyway. So I'm pretty sure you could get in a bit of trouble there. But it, it's not as scary. Like I, I don't think it's as likely you're going to get lost in Rendlesham Forest and never be found and die. Whereas yeah. in America, high chances. <laughs> Yeah, and I think, like, too, like, yes, getting lost is a thing, obviously, because forests are big. But, like, also, we got some big fucking animals. <laughs> like, yeah, whereas we don't really have that here. <laughs> yeah, like, there are some large predators, like, yeah, outside of humans. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, so we don't have that either. So it's not, like, a, a thing, like, we really worry about here. But the thought of going on a hike... In America, just terrifies me because I know how different it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Again, a lot of it's common sense. Just don't be a fucking dummy. I either feel like I'm gonna get murdered and end up in a true crime documentary, or I'm gonna get eaten by a bear, or I'm gonna get lost and starve to death. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, nah. I love hiking. I like the idea of <laughs> maybe getting murdered, but like not. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't like that idea. I'm risking my life in a safe way. (laughs) That's all right. When you come visit, we'll bring you to a state forest. I'm okay with that, I think. But we won't go deep. Okay. And we'll do it during the day. Okay. If you stay on the path, you're probably fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless there's a murderer. Mm -hmm. It's the people that are like, I'm going to go take this tiny path. I'm like, no, no, no. You stay on the big path. (laughs) Yeah. Don't be fucking stupid. (laughs) Maybe it's not as likely as I think then. As long as you stay on the path. <laughs> no, I, I'd say, like, yes, there are freak accidents and there are terrifying things within state parks. But, like, don't go alone. Don't stray from the path. Bring some pepper spray. Oh, it's, that's legal in the States, isn't it? Yeah. So, good Welcome idea. to you the can't nightmare. Have that here. You can also bring a gun if you wanted to. But <laughs> I don't I'm think not I, that human. I could, but... No, that's not a bad idea, actually. Getting some pepper spray. Can you... I assume you can just buy that from, like, Walmart or something. Literally. <laughs> Awesome. Because you can't have pepper spray here. So. It's right next to the gun section at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also next to the Hoovers and the um, snacks. Frozen food, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the car batteries, don't worry. And the children's toys. You can get everything you need from a Walmart <laughs> to kill someone and torture them. <laughs> oh, goodness. But I'm glad you survived COVID. I'm, I'm glad you got out and enjoyed some nature with your non-water dog. Oh, okay. Oh. Welcome <laughs> to the Creepworks podcast. <laughs> Welcome. I'm Jasmine. <laughs> I'm Charlotte. Oh, good morning, good evening. Good afternoon. <laughs> oh my God, speaking of good morning, good evening. You were the one who said it was from the Truman Show, right? I think so, yeah. That <laughs> reminded me of Jim Carrey, right? Yeah. I just read his fucking memoir. I didn't know he had one. It came out, I think, (laughs) like a year or two ago, right? So fucked up. Really? This poor man. This poor man. His mental health, I tell you. It's it's a roller coaster and a half. And it's really fucking sad. So, recommend. (laughs) Yeah, I want to read that. I didn't know it it existed. I love Jim Carrey. If you're into audiobooks, the audiobook is uh, narrated by Jeff Bridges. <laughs> I fucking love Jeff Bridges. Don't. Dude, his voice is so good. I love that man so much. Yes. So 
get me that audiobook. <laughs> it's it's good. I mean, would it not be slightly better if it was read by Jim Carrey? <laughs> yeah. Because it's like one known actor, but their their words being read by another known actor kind of would like confuse my brain and make me think it was about Jeff Bridges. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's um it's written so it's it was co-written by somebody else, but it's written from the perspective of somebody like watching his life. Ah, uh, okay, that's different then. Yeah, I really want to get more into audiobooks, but I yeah. don't know how to access them because I would happily just pay every time for an mm-hmm. audiobook, just like I do a normal book. But all I can see is subscription services. And I already have so many subscriptions. I don't need another one. And I really don't want to get into another thing. So I would rather just pay. I understand that it will be cheaper effectively to have a subscription every month. But I just really don't want another one. So I'd rather just pay as and when I want an audiobook. But I can't seem to do that. So I might just have to give in and get Audible. I think you can do it on Amazon. Jeffrey Bezos. the ones i've seen on amazon are like free with a trial of audible oh yeah i might just have to give in and and get audible i loved audible so much but i'm a poor boy and could no longer do it so because i love audiobooks more than i like books so is there anything shop talky we want to talk about or are we good with just chatting because i got nothing to add other than fuck etsy (laughs) Um, yeah, I, we could talk a little bit about it if you want. I, I've reopened my shop and obviously putting on a holiday mode on Etsy has massively damaged my views and my, my things coming up in the searches and stuff like that, which is just a really shit side effect of Mm -hmm. that. I feel like Etsy should implement something, whereas if you're taking your shop off holiday mode, you should get a little boost when you first take it off holiday mode or something um i don't know but i just really feeling like there's there's got to be something going on with etsy at the moment because i'm seeing it all over the place people complaining about their orders just dropping Mm -hmm. or being inconsistent either way it's just different from how it usually is for everybody and yeah it's it's not great and obviously i've got my website as well but i took my shop page down while Mm -hmm. i was closed for a week i don't know i just feel hopeless at the minute that's what it comes down to basically so no i agree yeah yeah this week did not really want to have etsy anymore (laughs) yeah i actually kind of felt a weird sense of relief when my shop was closed because then i couldn't it's almost like it's closed so i can't be upset if i get no orders because it's because it's closed so i wouldn't be getting any anyway when it's open and i'm putting effort in and i'm making new stuff and i'm posting new listings and i'm getting nothing back then that's where all the negative feelings come so there's almost a sense of relief when it was actually shut yes no i i understand that 100 percent um i'm still not getting orders and i'm paying a dollar a day for advertising what is going on and like obviously that's not that's the lowest end you can do for etsy ads like it's not a lot but it's something and it should be helping a little bit you know what i mean yeah i got a deposit from my etsy today because i get it every monday i think no yeah i I get it every monday it's something like that but yeah it deposited into and then it takes two days to go into my paypal 92 cents Wow. Yeah, I think I got £1.50 or something the other day. I'm gonna day. start crying. <laughs> and then I had to pay them £2.75 because some of my listings had renewed whilst I was getting no sales. I had no sales for a month and then I actually got two, 
I got one the day before yesterday and then one today. So that is amazing for me at the moment. Two orders in the space of 48 hours. What's going on? <laughs> so gross. So I can't... I mean, I, I was before entirely complaining because I had nothing for a whole month. So I've had two orders, but it's just... I don't, I don't know what to do anymore, basically. <laughs> no, I feel that. It's, it's just... This whole situation just feels absolutely hopeless. And it, it's, it's... You could try and guess all day long what's causing it is it the pandemic is is it life going back to normal is it online shopping dropping is it people haven't got any money because of covid is it more shops have come to etsy that are selling things for an eighth of the price because they're not real handmade shops is it because more people have decided to start small business because of being at home or losing their jobs you could go is it this is it that all day and there's going to be no answers and the thing is is even if there were answers What's the solution? How do you... Exactly. So even if you you could figure out what it was, how do you then fix it? Yeah. It's almost like an impossible situation. (sighs) It's exhausting. But, oh, on a completely, again, unrelated, sort of, but not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a fucking monstrosity. Um, (laughs) So on TikTok I saw... um, So do you know, like, I don't know, like six months ago... Italy was trying to get people to move there and they're like we'll give you you can buy a house in this tiny village for a dollar I have not heard about this well there's a new program being implemented in this small I think it's Calabria I don't know I don't speak Italian um but it's just like there's villages with like anywhere from like a thousand people to three thousand people that they're looking for people to come and inhabit these villages and they're gonna pay people thirty three thousand dollars over the next three years to move there and start small businesses let's go right let's fucking go <laughs> dude like i've been looking into it because like and, like, I'm pretty sure you get funding as well to start the small business. That could be your stepping stone to get into the UK. Fucking right. I mean, if you still wanted to move to the UK. I just you want to move like out of the US. Any yeah. country is better than the US at this point. But I'm like, what a dream. How fun. Wow. Yeah. They're obviously trying to boost the economy over there in a good way (laughs) yeah and they're trying to um particularly in these cities like mostly it's old people so they're going to be dying soon so they're trying to repopulate that area yeah um and bring obviously the economics back up but yeah yeah and i'm just like oh wow maybe it'd be fun yeah i don't have much more to say other than i've been casually taking my time about it and only for fun reasons uh making some more things for my shop things i'm enjoying making because i don't know what else to do so i've been making those dolls i'm gonna make some more i've ordered some more fabric and i've been sewing some zipped pencil cases yeah and it's been fun i'm really enjoying the sewing and even to the point where i think i might actually want to learn more about sewing because when i first started sewing i was like i don't like sewing i'm Mm -hmm. not interested in it I'm not interested in learning more about it. I just want to know the (laughs) basics. And then, I don't know, that's just changed. 
I've actually enjoyed it. I've been watching The Great British Sewing Bee and I fucking love that show. Ooh. And it's just inspired me to want to be able to sew better. And yeah. I would love to make my own clothes. And I feel like that's well, just way too ambitious. But then I'm like, well, why is it? Why? Why not? So Free. I have just ordered some fabric Ooh. again. I've ordered so much fabric this month, but I've ordered some more fabric again. And this time I've ordered some fabric to attempt to make myself a wrap skirt. Oh, and it will be the first item of clothing I've ever sewn if I do it. So, <laughs> how exciting! And there's going to be a button. I need to check that my machine does buttonholes. It mm-hmm. must do because it's a basic sewing machine, but it must do buttonholes. So, I need to check that it does buttonholes. Um, but yeah, and then it should be good to go. That's exciting. Yeah. I used to sew a lot more than I do now, um, and. There's just something so satisfying about making your own thing. You know what I mean? Like, that you can wear on a daily basis. Yeah, and, like, when I'm watching... Because, honestly, a lot of this inspiration has come from that TV show I've been watching. And when I... So, like, I don't know if you've you've probably not seen it because it's on the BBC. No, I've never heard um, of it. But it's, like, the Great British Bake Off, but for sewing. We and love. so, basically, they do, like, three sewing challenges per episode. And they have... Every week, someone gets sent home for not doing as good of a job as everybody else. Um, but they have three challenges each week. And the first one is a pattern challenge where they're given a pattern for something and they have to just do it in the best, most precise way possible. Um, the second challenge is a transformation challenge where they're given, like, for example, a bunch of cloves that are something else, like, I don't know, recycled cloves. And they have to make something specific out of it. So, like, the episode I watched today, they were given loads of, like, uh, trimmings and sequins and stuff. And um noodles like pool noodles okay and they had to make a children's fancy dress costume that was inspired by the sea and then their final challenge they have to do a made to measure where they get models in and they have to make a specific type of outfit that fits the model they've been given have you got it oh i found it but it's not available in the u.s oh fucking bbc hates me dude (laughs) i could like screen record it for you (laughs) each episode and send it over it's so good. I'm sure um, I can find it. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be somewhere. Um, yeah, it's just, honestly, I've got so much inspiration from this. And seeing, because you get to see, like, you obviously don't see the whole process, but you get to see bits of them, like, putting it all together and where their ideas have come mm-hmm. from. And then you get to see the final result. And when they do it really well, like, I sort of secondhand get that feeling of, like, God, how amazing would it be to make something like that and be yeah. like, I fucking made that. <laughs> seriously and also it's just such a practical skill to have it's just i i just like we all wear clothes and ever since like feeling this inspiration i i don't like i'm not taking clothes for granted as much i'm always thinking about like how is that put together and like all that looks really difficult or that looks quite easy i could do something like that or you know i'm just really getting into it (laughs) before i was like i'm not interested in sewing i don't want to know i can't sew i'm not precise enough blah 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 (laughs) So uh, hopefully I can learn a bit more. I love it. I'm one of those people where um, I like to learn how to do things. Like I like to learn how to do things like myself. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I don't even know, like making stickers at first. Like I was like, Mm. oh, I could get them ordered, but I'd rather learn how to do it myself. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. why would I want to pay someone else to do something that I could learn? You know what I mean? I'm like that with everything I possibly can be. <laughs> yeah, same. And I'm like, clothing is one of those things like I've tried in the past. I think one of the biggest things is, is like, I, so I have a regular sewing machine 
Like, it's nothing fancy. Um, but it really only does good jobs with, like, like cotton or, like, linen. So things that aren't, like, stretchy or soft. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But I like, I have a sensory thing. Like, I don't like to wear things that are, like, crisp and, like, rigid. Like, everything yeah. I want to wear is fucking stretchy. It's soft. It's flowy. I'm into it. Yeah. And so, like, I really want a serger. That's, like, my fucking dream is to get a serge machine. I've not heard of that. So it cuts it, but then it also sews the edges so it doesn't fray. Oh, I've not seen that before. Mm-hmm. So it's a serge edge. Well, I'm... So I've never sewn anything stretchy, so I don't know how to do that. Well, I have actually attempted to hem a stretchy dress before and it went terribly wrong. And the only reason it looked semi-okay was because it was black. Um, but I I just... I don't know how to do it. I haven't learned that yet. Um, so I want to make, like, my own leggings and stretchy stuff like that. So hopefully I can learn how to do that at some point. So this is the reason I decided to start with a wrap skirt because I can make it fit me in the way I want even though it's not stretchy fabric. Because I'm making it to fit me, I can make the waistband to sit wherever I want it to sit, not where it's supposed to sit, you know. Yep. So hopefully because I'm making it for me, it will it will fit comfortably even though it's not stretchy material. And it is a wrap skirt, so to an extent I can adjust it. However, but to hold one side up, it does need a button. So that will be restrictive if I, like, put on a bit more weight or whatever. But hopefully it will be okay because I'll be able to, like, sit it where I want it to sit. So fingers crossed I can make it and I actually this. want to wear it because I never wear skirts as well. But I just really like the way that, like high-waisted skirts look with it because I don't mind wearing a cropped a relatively cropped top as long as it's with high-waisted something <laughs> yep no so you. I really like that kind of especially for the summer and it's like really hot here at the moment I'm really hoping I can like make a nice long skirt because I want it to go down to my ankles as well and I've never tried on a garment like that so I might not like it once I've made it but I'm gonna give it a go anyway and see how it turns out you got this. I believe in Cause you. Because I, I, I don't wear tight tops. I like baggy, loose tops. So that's why I don't wear skirts. Because if if I'm wearing a baggy top and then a baggy something on the bottoms, it doesn't look right and it just look like a big bag. But if I wear a crop top, even if it's loose, if I wear a cropped t-shirt with a high-waisted leggings or It breaks skirt, it up. It makes it look a bit less like you're just wearing a big sack. Yep. <laughs> I'm so the that's queen. the aim anyway. <laughs> I I love wearing like oversized t-shirts with skirts. I think it's so comfy. Um, and so I tuck everything in and I just look like a fucking crazy cat lady and I'm okay with that. <laughs> See, I don't like tucking t-shirts in. Yep. So my, my aim with this sort of skirt is to wear like a cropped t-shirt or something. Yeah, I'm hoping that like that look with a long skirt I will quite like and then I can just have something else to wear in the summer that's a bit breezier than wearing leggings because I just wear leggings and I get sweaty ass and yep mm. although I'll probably have to wear cycle shorts under a skirt so I don't get chub thir- fucking therapy. worst <laughs> I yeah. hate it so I'll probably have to wear shorts anyway <laughs> yeah I uh <laughs> occasionally if I know I'm not going to be like doing like a lot of walking like I know I'm going to be like a lazy motherfucker I won't wear um shorts underneath and like <laughs> i'll just get to the point where i just like fucking man spread 
I'm manspreading <laughs> yeah. and like wafting my cooter. <laughs> oh, it's a cute. Sometimes one. the cooter has to be waft, 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 wafted, wafted. It didn't sound right when I said the cooter has to be wafted. Like it should be wafted. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Is it wafted? Or is it wafted? Wafted. Ah, <laughs> oh, creepy crap corner. Creepy crap corner. I feel like we have to do some sort of squeal that. every time we start, right? <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, so, Charlotte, what was the theme you gave me last episode? Good job at not saying last week. Right? She's learning. She's learning. Last episode, I gave you the theme of ocean. Yes, you did. And you know... Being me, I did my own thing. <laughs> Oceans are a large, I think, prompt. It is a large prompt. I have very mild, what is it? Thala- thalassophobia? Is that what it is? What does that mean? It's the fear of oceans, right? Or big bodies okay. of water. There's like, I don't mind the ocean as like a concept, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't mind like looking at it. Or, like, dipping my toes in. Or, like, being on, like, the shore doesn't freak me out. Like, you know what I mean? Close to the shore. It's when you get into, like, the deep parts of the ocean. You can't see things below you. Like, if you're in the water, it's fucking murky. That triggers my fight or flight like nobody's business. (laughs) I mean, I guess if I really sat and thought about it, I would feel the same way. Yeah. I just try not to dwell on that too much Mm -hmm. because it is quite terrifying yeah and like why don't we know anything about our oceans y'all like why aren't we doing more like what's down there why is the government stopping they know something charlotte they know something (laughs) anyways so um (laughs) i my it's not really it's it's more of a theme we're going for with this episode Do you know what freediving is? I might do. Yeah. So freediving is, it's it's scuba diving essentially, but with no breathing apparatus, right? Yeah, I think I've heard of this. Yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of how stupid free climbing is as well. Yeah, it's, that's exactly <laughs> what it fucking is. Um, so last week when I was trying to come up with an idea... There was a video that came across my For You page on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And it was of this woman who was a free, di- a free diver. So she does deep dives is what it is. So what they do is they drop a diving cable into the water and they just go they from the top, <laughs> just dive down as far as they can. And then they have to come back up. Aren't there like many issues with that? One, the first one that comes to my mind is if they haven't got any equipment, do they also ignore the kind of rules around how quickly they come back up or do they follow those rules? They just kind of come up, but like, because technically you can't go as deep as you can with scuba diving or like vice versa. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not as big of an issue with like decompression sickness. Ah, that's what it's called. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. You kind of come up slower than you would anyways. Like, Mm. I don't know. But (laughs) this fucking video, Charlotte. She's about 40 meters down, which to people who are not meter people, it's about 120 feet down. There is a natural occurrence 
where you get what's called negative uh, buoyancy. And instead of like, you know, just having to like fight the pressure and you have to like, I don't know, work your way down, you actually just start to fucking free fall underwater. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. What the fuck? I've never heard of that. Yep. That is terrifying. Yeah. So you just see her. She's like working. She's swimming for a while. Then she just stops swimming and she starts to fall into the ocean at three feet a second. <laughs> I had no idea that was a thing. Do you that, want to see like, the video? Do you mind. want to see my trauma? Yes. yes, I do. That blows my mind. What? What? Do you know what the like scientific explanation behind that is? Yes. So, I mean, sort of. I'm not good at the science. We know this. Um, <laughs> so, the deeper you get into the ocean, the more intense the pressure is. And so, if you have air in your lungs, it starts to compress the deeper you go in. So there's less air holding you in is essentially what it is or holding you up. I think that's okay. kind of the science of it. So how does she get back up? So when you're going down, have you ever swam to the bottom of a pool, like a 10 foot pool? No. <laughs> okay. So like, it's hard. Like you're fighting your body's natural buoyancy. So like yeah. you're like actively fighting it. You're doing that from the bottom up. Fuck that. Wait, when you bring it up, let me know. We'll play it at the same time. <laughs> okay. Like, she's just falling. Isn't that a fucking nightmare? Yes. <laughs> I don't like the music. Right? So is that the woman in the video? That's her page? Yeah. She's crazy. Yeah. So, and that's not even the deepest. Like, that's like average depth for these people. So, yeah, so there's that free-falling effect, which triggered my need to talk about how much I fucking hate free-diving. That's fine. I want to hear about it. I'm shaking. <laughs> I'm so mad. <clears throat> so, let's start with a little bit of the history of free-diving, okay? Okay. So, um, free-diving's been a thing for thousands of years because... Um, before we, you know, had to make things competitions and make things terrible, it was used for, like, gathering different types of food, um, getting different resources, like coral and sponge and um, pearls, things like that. But it was also used in military campaigns. We can see it, like, people writing about it as early as 700 BC, so, or 750 BC, sorry. Homer, the... Grecian, what do you call him? Philosopher? Philosopher, thank you. I couldn't come up with the word. <laughs> yeah, he talks about how, he talks about sponges, which the only way you can get sponges is if you're free diving for them. So, yes. So people were free diving. And that's just, that's just what they did. Um, and a lot of the time they would use weights to help them get to the bottom. People still do that now. Like I said, they were used in warfare during like sea warfare times. People would set up barricades underneath the ocean or underneath the surface of the ocean so that like you couldn't get your boat through right yeah but they would keep the they would have these free divers go and swim to try to find the barricades but then also have to try to dismantle them and then also areas of like the mediterranean there would be tons of like shipwrecks where people would use free divers to go and um, retrieve any sort of valuable items. But now people choose to do it when they've got the equipment available. <laughs> no equipment, Charlotte. There's no equipment. <laughs> That's the fucked up part. But back then they didn't have any equipment. 
anyway. So that was their only choice. Whereas now people have a choice and they still choose to go without. Yeah, they had reasons. You're not just diving for the fucking hell of But these people, these sick people these days doing it for fun. Yeah. That gets us into different types of competitive free diving. Okay. We're going to start with the ones that don't really give me anxiety, um, which is just the pool versions of diving. Um, so it's okay. called competitive apnea, controlling of breath or lack thereof breath, right? Mm. So there's two different types. There's static apnea and dynamic apnea. So static apnea is where um, people are either just laying on the top of the surface of the water or just slightly below it. Like you could be millimeters from the surface and you're just sitting there holding your breath. (laughs) But why? Yeah. Do you want to know what the world record is for the longest static apnea? Can I try and guess? Mm -hmm. It can't be more than three minutes, surely. (laughs) I'm going to not go by your reaction to that. And I'm going to say my guess would have been somewhere around like just under two and a half minutes. 24 minutes, 11 seconds. How would you not be brain dead? I thought your brain could only go without oxygen for like six minutes. I don't really know the science of holding your breath for that long. Like that's confusing to me. But essentially what it is, is it's like peak health condition. Like if you are at like peak health, the oxygen in your body can be held differently. I don't fucking know. But yeah, 24 minutes, 11 seconds. How is that real? And why would you want to do that? That's fucked up. Would you not come up like totally brain dead? What they didn't tell you is, yeah, they made a record, but also they're now a vegetable. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so that's the longest for holding your breath. Um... But then we have dynamic apnea, which is just moving horizontally within the water, right? You're not going deeper, usually within a few feet of the surface. Um, And there's two different types. There's with and without fins. And most people use a monofin. So like a mermaid tail. Okay. Rather than having two flippers. Yeah. Some people do the the two, but most people do a monofin because you get, you work less to get a bigger outcome. I don't fucking know. Yeah. So, the world record for without fins in a pool is 244 meters along the length of a pool. So, that is in feet, 732 feet. Wow. But then we have with fins, which is 315 meters, which is just short of a thousand feet. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Also while holding their breath. Just holding their breath. Yeah. And like, I don't know. One thing is, is like when you hear those um, like meters and feet, like you don't really think about how long it takes for you to do that, right? But yeah. then they're also, they can't swim fast because it's taking more of their oxygen. Yeah, I so was like, wondering about that. They're fucking slowly <laughs> swimming. Oh my God, it's so upsetting. But why? This is the same thing as me not understanding why people go free climbing. Like, yeah, I I understand. Mm -hmm. Like, if you explain it to me in words, I get the reason is the adrenaline, they're thrill seekers. Yes, but why though? Yeah. Like, what is missing from your life that you need to do that to find some sense of fulfillment? (laughs) Yeah, and one thing... I just don't get it. I watched, like, a bunch of interviews from people that are, like, competitive and professional freedivers, and they're like... They love the idea of swimming, right? Like, they love the idea of diving, but they feel constricted when they wear scuba equipment. Right. So, they like, the one who holds the deepest dive ever compared it to, like, walking with a ball and chain. 
Okay, well, I feel a bit constricted when I'm in an aeroplane, so maybe I'll just jump out with nothing on me and just see what it feels like. (laughs) I can't tell you how upsetting I find this. I'm literally shaking. I'm so mad. (laughs) Um, It's just one of those things that, like, I can't. I can't deal with it. Um... So that's like the like not super scary stuff, right? Just doing it in a pool. Um, and that still sounds horrific. Yeah. It's making me feel like I can't breathe. I can't breathe, Charlotte. I can't. <laughs> because it gets worse. <laughs> so now we get into like ocean or like like deep dive. Not pools. There is, <laughs> there's about four different, yeah, there's four different sections, I guess, within the competitive freediving. And one is called constant weight freediving, which is essentially the diver descends and ascends under their own power and any weight that they wear remains constant. So nothing's changing. They're just swimming from the top to the bottom and up. Um, Yeah. So that's that one. And that one, again, there's without fins and with fins. So the furthest that somebody has dived, dove, dove. Dove, I think. Dove. That sounds weird. (laughs) So this is depth. It's not distance, it's depth. (laughs) With fins is 130 meters below the surface. (laughs) 390 fucking feet below the surface. This has got to be like a calculated distance so that they know they've got enough time. Like they know they can hold their breath for long enough to get all the way down there and then back up again. Yeah. And that would have taken years of practice, surely. Yeah. Why is that your hobby? I don't fucking know. <laughs> and like, it, here's my thing too. Like, even if you get to, okay, so you get down to 130 meters, you can't see shit. <laughs> it's so dark at that point. Like, you are past the point of sunlight <laughs> in yeah. the ocean. Like, you can't see. Like, there's nothing except you're just ability to hold your breath you fucking psycho like so you basically can't breathe and you're blind and deaf yeah pretty much i can't think of anything more claustrophobic than that right now right and like the only thing that like is keeping you mildly sane is like in these competitions you have a diving cord Mm. um that like it's just i think it's weighted and then it's down like 150 meters right and so you're clipped to it That's the only thing keeping you even remotely, I guess, in tune with direction. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. at that point, you could, like, if you were unclipped, you wouldn't know which fucking way is up or down. No. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know this was a thing. Like, I've heard of what, I've heard of the term, but I didn't know it was, like, even competitively a thing. Yeah. It's gross. It's fucking gross. How is that allowed? Is that, surely that's only legal in certain countries. The thing is with these types of diving like competitions and stuff is like they're a lot safer now um just simply because like you're attached to a cable Mm. something happens you're ripped up (laughs) like okay and then about 30 meters down there's safety divers um who essentially just watch you as you come up to make sure that you're not blacked out anything like that with breathing equipment i assume no (laughs) what yeah (laughs) No, these people have fucking scuba, not scuba, uh, snorkels. That's it. Yeah, I'm like, no, I want somebody with a tank, please. 
Oh my gosh. But yeah, but then they are also um more recent technology. They have like like in that video, um there's that camera. Yeah. It's called it's like a uh a water drone is what it is. Uh, so they're watching oh, you. I mean, that seems like a giant faff for something you could just choose not to do. Mhm. <laughs> yeah. So then the record for without fins is 102 meters. So that's 306 feet. Then we have free immersion free diving, which is when you're just pulling yourself along a diver's cable. Like that's it. You're not, you're not swimming. You're pulling yourself up and down a cable. That one, the world record is 125 meters and that is 375 feet. Then there's variable weight free diving where they use added weight to take the diver to the depth and then the diver has to return to the surface with their own like power, right? So one of the videos I watched, this person, it's essentially, it's like a fucking massive helmet that they put on their head and then like they are shot to the bottom, hundreds of feet down. Hi. Can I help you? I know. I'm, I'm stressed. I'm sweating. <laughs> so they're just shot down and like literally you can see the power and the speed that they're going because they're like their fucking cheeks are fluttering in the fucking water. Oh my goodness. So they get to the bottom quite quickly then. Yeah, like probably 10 seconds. Ew. They take off their weird fucking helmet and they go. <laughs> the world record is 146 meters for that. 438. There's what's called no limits free diving, which... You go down as deep as you possibly can. And then there's uh, like a buoyancy device that helps you surface quicker. This one like really fucks with me because it's 253 meters, 759 feet below the surface. Is there something you can compare that to that I'll get an idea of how big that is? Like how how long of a distance that is? Yes. So that would be like, what would that be? 70 story building. Wow. Yeah. It's fucking gross, dude. (laughs) But what if if you can't resurface quick enough? Yeah. You just fucking drown. Um, Now let's get into death rates and causes of death, shall we? Yes, because I'm interested to know how many idiots die doing this. Yes. So um, competitive freediving is not as dangerous because obviously you have people who are CPR certified. Like they're trained to see all the like problems that can happen. They can tell if you're blacking out, that kind of thing. So there's a, a competitive free diving death rate is one in every 50,000 dives. So okay. it's not terrible, right? Now people do it recreationally, right? So they're not only just doing regular free dives, they're going through caves, they're going through shipwrecks, things like that. One in every 500 dives. And they're doing that without without professionals, without regulation or anything. Yes. That doesn't surprise me. Yes. So that's one of the biggest issues is when people are doing um, free diving recreationally, a lot of the times they're, one of the biggest no-nos is doing it alone, not having somebody who can do CPR. And then they're like, a lot of the times too, like alcohol, people will be drinking and they'll go do it. Yes. People are fucking stupid. They're stupid to do that anyway, let alone when they've been drinking. Like, you shouldn't even go swimming when you've been drinking. No. So let's talk about some of the things that can happen in your body um, when you're doing this, shall we? Oh, gosh. Here we go. (laughs) So we'll start with the less scary things. Mm, Okay. (laughs) And then we'll just go for it. Um, So obviously there's decompression sickness, which essentially is um, the deeper you go into the water the air in your lungs and in your body, it changes. A lot of it becomes nitrogen, right? 
the deeper you're down, the higher nitrogen that's in your blood, in your fucking lungs, um, whatever. So as you come up, essentially you want the nitrogen to like disperse. So that's what causes like the decompression sickness is if you come up too quickly, the nitrogen will start to damage your tissues. That can be quite serious, can it? Decompression. It can. Actually, the guy who um, has that world record for the 253 meter down one um, actually experienced it in one of his last freediving competitions. He was, he blacked out when he was further down. And so they had the diving um, line and they just pulled him up to like get him breathing again. And so, like, they got him breathing, but then he had severe um, decompression sickness, and he ended up essentially having stroke symptoms. But don't worry, diving to this day. Idiot. So there's that, which is, like, common for any sort of diving. Um, then there, and on, on a related note, there's a thing called nitrogen narcosis, where as you get, like, more nitrogen in your body, you can essentially... <laughs> like get drunk off of it like you just appear drunk you start making bad decisions leads to accidents (laughs) can't get to the surface obviously you can pass out while you are diving just from lack of oxygen that is called cerebral hypoxia which is when your brain is deprived of oxygen and you just pass out mid-dive but don't worry charlotte things can still happen when you reach the surface which i consider the scariest thing It's called latent hypoxia, and it's essentially where the diver has tissue oxygen concentration that is sufficient underneath the surface of the water, but once they hit above the water, it's no longer sufficient um, in that pressure. So they hit the surface, blackout, can't breathe. They can't breathe in normal oxygen. Yeah. Is that because in the time, even though it's short, that they've been under the surface... Their body has adjusted. Yeah, because there's more pressure underneath. And then when you get up to the surface, there's not as much pressure. So then you have people, like a person will be blacked out and you'll see the safety divers pull them over. They're blowing on their face to let them know that they can breathe the oxygen at the top. It's so scary. That's insane. Yeah, so that one's the freakiest to me. Where do you find these videos? (laughs) They're on fucking YouTube, Charlotte. Oh my gosh, no. It's so scary. Freediving is the scariest thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. Fuck Um, that shit is what I say. Like, and the thing is, is like, if something goes wrong, like, how, you can't, like, how do you fix it? You can't, like. No, like, I feel like to be doing that, you've got to have something wrong with you. Like, you've got to be the kind of person that's kind of self-destructive. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's just the way I see it from my point of view. I hope none of you listening are freedivers, but you're fucking stupid if you are. (laughs) All of our bodies have limits, right? And these are the types of people that are pushing their bodies past limits. Like, um, the one homeboy with the deepest dive, he, um, most humans can fit six liters of oxygen in their lungs. This disgusting human does a thing called packing. Which essentially what you're doing is you're swallowing your air. Like you're like gulping it down. You're forcing more and more oxygen into your lungs. You can hold 15 liters of air in his lungs. That's more than twice the amount of a normal human. Like, 
That can't be good for you. And like, there's got to be some long-term side effects to doing this to yourself. It's not normal. No, and I just think about like, how can you know your body if you're pushing your body's limits? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Eek. It's gross. It's gross. Um, Now that I'm sufficiently anxious. I now have a new thing to have nightmares about. <laughs> well, based on that... Um, Charlotte, how do you feel about next week, your theme being cave? Oh, okay. Yes, I like that one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So cave it is. A cave is another thing you'd never find me going into. (laughs) Oh, hell no. Thanks for listening again. 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 Episode 22, right? 22? Is it 22? Yeah. It's 22. Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was 21, but it is definitely 22. That's crazy. But um, TTYN, stay safe as usual. Don't go free diving. That's not safe. Don't do that. That's gross. No. Don't do that. (laughs) Charlotte, it's lovely to see you. Lovely to see you too. I'll see you for, I'll see you in a fortnight. In a fortnight. In a fortnight. Yes. (sighs) All right. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) Perfect. Ending it. Thanks for tuning in and supporting your local creeps. Now go and do something naughty. Thank you so much for listening. For more creepy content, you can follow us on Instagram at the Creepworks Podcast on Twitter at creepworkspod or at facebook.com slash thecreepworkspodcast. Also, if you want to give us any feedback or just want to say hi, you can message us on all of the socials. Or if you're a full-blown adult, you can also email us at thecreepworkspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to support us by visiting our shops, don't forget you can find me at etsy.com slash shop slash thecreativehermitco. And you can find me at giftsbycharlotte.com. And finally, we would like to thank Will for our creepy as fuck theme music. You can find him at soundcloud.com slash handkerchief, H-A-N hyphen K-A hyphen C-H-E-I-F. Thanks, Will.